Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in Major League Baseball and all around sports every week. Brett, what is up? We're happy to have you. How you doing? Great. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's a little earlier in California than, than <laughs> oh Atlanta, my goodness. but I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that 540 wake-up call comes early, doesn't it? Hey, we it? appreciate you. That's all right. I'm used to it. I got 50 kids running around here, so Brett, what's going on? Brett, uh, yes. take Shohei Atani out of it because I kind of feel like he's a unicorn. Um, and so whenever you mention yeah. the, the best player in, the, in baseball right now, he's just kind of a default number one. But with him out of the picture, is Ronald Acuna Jr. playing uh, like the best player in baseball this season? He's definitely in the – in the conversation, you know, you can never take trout out of the conversation, but Acuna, I mean, I, I was just recently there in Atlanta. I got to see him play live. And I, I haven't done that before. Yeah. He's just, he's got it all. I mean, he's one of those rare players, especially today in 2023, you don't see guys at the, at the third mark with 26 stolen bases. And he does. So he's bringing, he's bringing the average, the speed, the power, all into one and, and it and it's cool to me because I you know not long ago that wasn't far fetched to do something like that. The greatest players, you know, the thirty thirty, the the forty forty, a few guys have done, not too many. But but uh watching Robert this year, especially a hundred percent back now healthy a year ago, I don't know that he was healthy, he came back. He had not a very big Robert Acuna year uh in two thousand twenty two, but he's putting it all together. This is a good team, this Braves team. And I knew they were good going into the season, but but uh, being back there a week ago to, to watch them play the Phillies, this is a good team top to bottom. Of course, you got to have a couple of your, your big guys in that starting rotation come back. Uh, Max Fried, hopefully, I don't know what you guys are hearing, it's still the end of June or, or uh, that's still up in the air. Yeah, still right there at the end of June, uh, either that or early July, and I know that he's kind of started. That's a good team, though. That's a good team. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to one of those pitchers, too. Uh, yesterday, Brett, the Braves caught up A.J. Smith-Shawver, who is their 20-year-old, one of their top prospects, throws 98 miles an hour, uh, you know, has a mid-80s slider, curveball. He's 20 years old. Um, he's the youngest Braves pitcher to make his debut since Julio Tehran. Uh, just your overall thoughts on making his debut that young. You could tell watching him that his chest was absolutely <laughs> was absolutely pounding, but he did well. Uh, two and a third scoreless inning. So just uh, I don't know if you maybe remember your debut and how you felt, but he looked like he was. Uh, it looked like he was. It was an intense moment for him. Definitely, what I actually saw. I saw the game. I I, 
I was I was watching the Braves game. I watched the second half of it. So I got to see him make his debut. I thought for being 20 years old and a debut in a, in a big situation, I thought he did great. And obviously he's got the stuff. They're not going to put somebody in that position uh, if they don't think – obviously the physical is there. But they're not going to put you in that position, especially in a winning team, in a winning situation. This isn't a time for him – to come up and learn the game. They're putting him in a position, no, we're here to win games. We're the Atlanta Braves, and, and we're, we're, we're trying to win another pennant. Uh, I thought he did great. I thought he did great. And uh, my debut, uh, oh, I remember it. it. It doesn't seem like it was 30, 30 years ago, but it was. <laughs> it was 1992. I got the phone call. I was in Calgary, Canada. Not, not the phone call. Um and I actually got deep. I got a base hit to right field. I'll, I'll never forget it. And I, I round the bag and I come back. Somebody comes out to pinch a run for me. And I said, are you kidding me? What's, what's going on? Well, you, Skip said you didn't run hard to first. And I said, BS, you know, the, the big fight. Eventually the skipper tells me you're going to the big leagues. And, uh, you know, I was just shocked. I knew it was coming, but I didn't expect it to be that day. Uh, I got there. It was in, it was in Baltimore. It was the Arthur Rhodes was on the mound. Uh, the hard throw and lefty, same guy I faced my first minor league at bat was Arthur Rhodes, and and now I was flying to Camden Yards. And uh, I once I landed, I got there. I did a press conference. I, I remember that. I remember going out for batting practice, and then the rest is kind of void. I mean, I just it's just one of those things. I, I got a uh, base hit my first at bat, and I think we turned a double play to end the game, but uh, it, it was just kind of. I was floating. I didn't, I didn't know what to feel. And uh, it, it's definitely a special time in, in any young man's life. And, and um, you know, I'll, I'll always remember that. Yeah, it's a uh, look. Speaking of uh, not hustling out at first base, that's, that's funny. Your manager got you on that. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, I don't know if you caught it last night, too. Marcelo Zuna gets taken out of the game. He, I saw it. He, he pimps a 415-foot <laughs> single. Um Look, I was all for yeah. it. I feel like Snicker kind of had to pull him out of the game and, and, and kind of make that Bobby Cox, Andrew Jones moment, if you will. Um, but mm-hmm. what did you think about that move for Snicker? I think you're right. I think I, I think he was in a tough position. You know, all my t- uh, my entire team, my staff, the organization, the fans are watching this. What do I do? And it's not like uh, – you know what I'm saying? It's not like he ran a little bit. I mean, you, like you said, he pimped it. And it was the same. If he would have stretched it and got the double out of it, I don't think he would have been taken out of the game. But in that situation, you can't hit one that far, have it ricochet. I mean, if you're hustling, that might be a triple. And all of a sudden, you're, it's a single. I just think it's an optics thing. It's something that Ozuna probably will never do again. And, uh, yeah, I think optically it's just something you have to do. Not that Brian wanted to do it to one of his veteran players. But in that position, he kind of had to do it. I didn't disagree with it one bit. You know, talking with Brian Snicker, and I've had him, I've had him on the podcast. He's just he he kind of is that. He he grew up in in you know in that era of the Bobby Cox '90s. Those teams, he's been up to the big league down. It seems like such a a really awesome guy and an awesome story. What's he what he's doing in Atlanta with that team since he's taken over? It's it's kind of storybook, but uh, I, I, I've got his back on that one, doing what he did. It, it's something, you know, Azuna probably feels a little bit stupid about doing it now because he thought it was way gone. <laughs> if, if you think it's yeah, way it gone, it better <laughs> at least go out. You know, I've, I've had a lot where uh, it's 50-50, I better get on it a little bit. 
but but those ones you just stand and admire and they don't go out. That's, it's kind of, it's kind of a little over the top for me. He kind of forced his hand to have to do something there. Um, hey, Brett, when the Braves coming off their series with the Diamondbacks and they're one of the teams that have turned things around this season, is, is there a team to you that jumps out as being kind of a big surprise so far this year, this year? Well, Diamondbacks are, I, yeah. I thought they were going to be better. I didn't think they were going to be contending for the, for the division at this stage of the season. Uh, the team that really uh, stands out to me more than any other uh, is the Texas Rangers. I mean, the Texas Rangers have been kind of a footnote in that, in that uh, American League West for, for recent history. And all of a sudden, Bruce Bochy comes in there. I'm not saying it's just Bruce Bochy. Obviously, there was a lot of personnel changes. You know, you have the Simeon and the Seeger up the middle. But, man, they've got some young players. Best offense, I, I think, in all of baseball, top to bottom. Uh, and what they're doing this early is is really impressive. And, and I've been through a lot of generations in Texas, and, and they've always, you know, they've always seemed to have a formidable offense, but something doesn't click in Texas, and the pitching never matches the hitting. Uh, this year, Degrom has been kind of, you know, he's he's been out out of the lineup more than he's been in. He's still on the sidelines right now. Uh, Evalde's come over from Boston and it's just made a huge impact, been a legit number one guy. John Gray is pitching great. Um, I think for Texas to be, a, uh, to be the real deal in the postseason and really going deep into the postseason, you got to have DeGrom. You got to have DeGrom. That's a must for them, a, a healthy DeGrom. And you have DeGrom and Evaldi, that one, two, I, it takes me back probably 20 years ago. Last time I saw something that formidable in the postseason was was maybe a, a Randy Johnson and a Kurt Schilling. But those two, stuff-wise, potential-wise, and, and definitely most important, health-wise, they're capable of doing that. So other than, other than, you know, some obvious teams that are playing better than they did a year ago, the Baltimore Orioles are great. My, my uh, most impressive to me so far are the Texas Rangers. Brett, real quick, uh, you ever text your brother Aaron and tell him to just kind of relax with those umpires because he's been pretty feisty with them this season? You know, I, I, I've given up on that. It's just kind of his thing now. I, I tease him on occasion. What are you going to get thrown out? You know, it's just it's the way he is. You know, he's a lot like my father. We're Aaron and myself, personality-wise, are kind of oil and water, uh, and that's his thing. You know, I, I, I look at today's game. It's so much different because of the – because of the technology, because of the monitors and the dugout, we didn't have that. So it's easy to sit there and, and see that little box and what is a strike, what isn't a strike. Um, so these, these umpires are, are highly critiqued. And, and even I find myself at home sitting on the couch yelling at the TV when it doesn't hit that little stupid white box, which is ridiculous. Because I don't even think that's how the actual strike zone, it just kind of for your for your viewing audience, you know, for your viewing uh, pleasure only. But all of us now have become in this digital age have become umpires in, in our, you know, in our in our living rooms. And and I don't know. I think it's I wouldn't want to be an umpire right now. But uh, no, that's just something Aaron does. He's he's a he's a players guy. Guys love playing for him. He's got their back. They know that, and, and that's big in a in a clubhouse. Um, but it's just one of the things he does now. You know, it's it's funny. I tease him because when we were playing, I was kind of that guy known with the chip on my shoulder, kind of the cocky guy. 
And Aaron was always that nice guy. You know, everybody <laughs> loves Aaron Boone. Now it's kind of switch. I'm kind of the I'm kind of the good brother now, and he's kind of the guy. Oh, Aaron Boone's and the Yankees are coming to town. We got to deal with him. So I kind of like it. That's hilarious. That's kind of what I tell my sister. Uh, hey, Brett, we uh, we so appreciate <laughs> your time and your insight. Thank you so much. You got it, guys. Thank you. That was Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.